0: Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Shake. A fun episode for you guys today. I'm yes, kind of do. excited about it. We've been working on it here at the studio all afternoon, hanging out.
1: We have a lot of fun just prepping these shows. We do.
0: It's a good time. It's a good time. Plus, we drink lots of caffeine while we're sitting down, <laughs> so you can only imagine. Woo, really good. We're trying to do our best Joel Fetter <laughs> impression. Well, it's Jake and his natural state. Tons and uh, tons, of, tons of energy. Uh, before we get into the episode, what have you got for us? Yeah,
1: let's take a minute to talk about Patreon.com slash over Crest. That is where you can go to sign up to become one of our favorite people here on the show, Chris. Whoa. <laughs> our Patreon-exclusive okay. members. No, but truthfully, no that's... hugs means, included. I will give you a hug. You will? I will give you Even a hug. Even in these trying times. In these COVID-laced way. times, I will risk my health and safety to hug you okay. in my appreciation um no for as little as five dollars a month though chris in all seriousness support the show you get access to a ton of exclusive content every week we're just putting more cool content up there that part of me is like we should like it's so good we should release it to everyone
0: yeah but we can't but we it's exclusive exactly for our page plus you get to support the show and like i always say support the creators that you like even if it's not us find somebody it's the cost of like a Red Bull and a half, and you can right. support the show. And it's hopefully cheap.
1: we energize you just as much.
0: The link is in the show notes. It's very easy. <laughs> There's all kinds of dumb shit you do on your phone. All
1: just you have to click do is the link, click that link, click the link and you're and
0: good to go. It's $5, you guys, yep. 5 bucks. We course, really appreciate it. And you, many thanks to all of the new people who have come on in the last month. You guys are awesome. From $5 to $10, $20 patrons, right. thank you so much for uh, supporting the show, supporting us, and uh, what we love to do. All right, let's get into it. What have you been working on, Jake? You're, you've are you been working on a car. You've been working on a horse, to no, I, garage.
1: I, you know, I as you've been publicly shaming me, I have house projects going yes, on.
0: Yes, it's ridiculous. All I what? put up a poll of what Jake was doing, whether he was doing something drywall or worse than drywall. And everybody selected worse than drywall. I because- was one
1: of them that selected worse than drywall. <laughs> well, I, what, what have you been up to? So let me tell you, I have... <laughs> well that was a
0: total waste of time nobody cares we'll just uh, we'll move right along well, Okay but
1: so, you have been doing uh, I did. other I- things not
0: increasing the value of your home I've, i hung a door in my house and it was very very easy it took me about 25 minutes so i don't know what you're talking about anyway uh 9-11 progress yep i finally quit working on the scooter because i don't have any parts for it you
1: did order a bunch of parts i did
0: order a bunch of parts for the scooter all the yeah. stuff i need the cylinder stuff the exhaust and the ignition parts will all be here uh probably right now they're probably at home right now awesome and i'm hanging out with you instead of doing scooter work and hanging out with all of you it's fine <laughs>
1: fine. <laughs> I'm excited it's to work fine. on the scooter.
0: I'm going to be gone some a little bit next week, so I'm not. Where are you to, going? I'm going to hang out with my family for the first time because everybody finally has COVID vaccinations, so I can go are see. Are you my, vaccinated? I'm not, but my grandparents are, and they're going to be all dialed in. So I'm going, <laughs> to, be able, I'm going to be able to be able to see them. You don't realize my <laughs> wife is a physician. Oh yeah, whatever. So we have, sure. uh, So it will okay. be uh, been about a year since I've seen my family, so I'm really wow. excited to go That'll see my cool. family. Just being smart. <laughs> And just not visiting them because it's the smart thing to do. So, I'm going to go see them. Anyway, uh, progress on the 911. The motor is out. The motor is out of the 911. It was... Kind of a shit show because I didn't remember how to do it. Yeah. Because it's been, the last time I did it was when I was in California. I put a new transmission in the car because the transmission With, died. With uh, Waylon Myers. With, no, no, Cameron Wayland. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, it was Waylon Myers. I don't know. It sounds like a comedian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's I got the Waylon right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: Cameron helped me put the motor. But it was easy because we had a hoist. Yeah. And we had one of those lift tables where you just slide it under there. You lower the hoist down and then you just basically jack the table up and then you know boom motors out Easy. right
1: you're saying you don't have a lift in your garage i do not oh well, um, well, i do
0: you do but you don't do anything with it because you're busy <laughs> hanging doors like a <laughs> like
1: jerk a door knob? Yeah, like a doorknob exactly <laughs> so i uh,
0: i forgot how to do it and i i did some things i didn't need to do the i took the alternator wiring out and that's the worst
1: and, job and it's, it sucks i mean it's just it's just all jammed tedious. behind
0: this this shroud this air shroud that the, the altar on 9-11 yeah for those that don't know the uh, the alternator and the fan are a contained unit. Which, one thing. Why did
1: they do that? Simplicity. I guess. It, it's sim-
0: it's simple. It's the simplest way to do it. It's basically. Or you
1: could just have a belt that also well, goes. To well, another the belt alternator. so it fails?
0: So you have two belts? Yeah, or you have I a know. really long belt? This is a great way to do it. it. Is, it's just, it is it's a pain. It's a pain because you gotta stick your fingers in there and get them all hacked up trying to get in the straw. So I took all that part, got that, all that stuff. It still only took me two and a half hours to take the motor out yeah because which is crazy which is crazy so the motor's out the uh i found out what was wrong with my clutch why the clutch was slipping the input (laughs) shaft or the output uh so your uh, your
1: clutch was properly lubricated it was it was greasy (laughs) it was greasy on one side
0: the other side was dry yeah but the other side basically had
1: half of a clutch
0: yeah half clutch pressure so and if i got on the throttle at uh once i put the carbs on uh, added enough power that it started to. Slip so before it didn't have a problem. I never had a problem. Oh, wow. Interesting. So it, the greasy clutch was still working out <laughs> until I put the carburetors on. Now, a lot of people say just adding carburetors to a motor is not enough to gain more power. But when you have something like CIS on there, which I, is basically just. I wonder
1: if it was more about the throttle response. And so it was more like, um, the jerk effect. Uh,
0: maybe. I mean, I could shift just as hard, you know, when you're shifting hard from second True, to third. I suppose it you slip. still get
1: the same torque.
0: Yeah. It was still slip. I, but it's, yeah, now it was getting really slippy. I'm like, oh, man. I, I was thinking, it was like, I'm making way too much power. This thing's really, yeah. put, this thing's really putting <laughs> down the numbers. can put the power really. down. Yes, I got to get a new clutch, so I bought, like, a little bit of a nicer clutch to uh-huh. put in there. Didn't really need it. The, the input shaft seal on the transmission, which is you have a clutch, and then you have the transmission goes out yep. and sits in the clutch disc itself, right. which sits in between the pressure plate and the flywheel right so when you push in the clutch it expands that stuff the clutch sprints free and when you compress it again it turns the transmission increases the frictions it clamps the compression or the friction surfaces of the clutch right and there's a little spline on there that's what turns your transmission so if the clutch gets yucky it it slips inside (laughs) technical term yeah yucky if it gets yucky so uh but there's that shaft that comes out of the transmission right you have to separate the the lubrication side and the gear set of the transmission from the clutch and everything like that, which not in a motorcycle, but yes, or a mini, I suppose. Is another, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, mini or or the, the, uh, the Mira, no, not a Mira, Mira. the the Dino, Dino. yes, Dino, yep. yeah, the all Dino. Had a, a so central. this is yeah, this is all separate. So but. You have to obviously you want to keep the fluid inside the transmission, <laughs> right? <laughs> <His> <laughs> which ideal. this did not. Dude. But you have a moving part that comes from inside the transmission to outside, and you have to seal that somehow, right? So right. There's some so sort there's of seal. A, My question
1: left. is: Do you have to disassemble the entire case? Is the seal from the inside or the so outside?
0: The early nine fifteen gearboxes, you have to take the transmission apart to replace the seal. Okay. Later ones, which is what I have, you can unbolt this. So is piece. this
1: ironically your transmission that you had? out that you replaced was that an early box yes so ironically this is like you went in the right direction in a way i really
0: missed the short ratio gearbox. You box do. it was that thing ripped man it was
1: oh but if i had turbocharger on it then it'd be great
0: yeah well we didn't do any of that we ended up sticking naturally aspirated so motors out of the car um, it's on the stand, which was a little bit of a shit show getting it on the stand. Because I didn't see any
1: of that because well, I, I
0: bought the, yeah, I know it's cause I was too busy doing it to post about it. <laughs> you know, normally when you have a, a, a motor, you have like a yoke that you can bolt to the engine and then there's a, a receiver, uh, cylinder on the engine stand and it goes whoop and it just slides right. right in. Yeah. I decided that I was going to be super oh, I smart I didn't even
1: think about this.
0: And I bought this engine stand that it has just has a crank on it. Right. You were you were so pumped. So about pumped because you can just crank because when you have like if you, you have a can't long...
1: bolt the yoke to it no, on the ground.
0: No, you can't. You can, uh, but then I had to like line the the, the engine had to be lined up
1: perfectly
0: yeah. to be able to bolt it to the engine stand, which was a nightmare. It was oh, a man. total nightmare. It sucked. So that because your jack doesn't go that high either. No, well, it was an engine hoist. I had an engine hoist. So oh, I okay. picked it up off the off the ground with, with the engine the hoist. hoist I got gotcha. it. And it's just it. And of course, there's oil everywhere because you plug the oil. I don't heavy. have the little red caps that you can plug the oil lines with. Oh, and so there's so it's just, just
1: constantly dripping. Just
0: dripping. Right now, there's a there's a pile of oil the size of a frisbee on the floor, dripping from, I don't know. Something, it was, <laughs> whatever. It's a giant mess. But I got the. I already have the clutch. I have all the parts. I got the cams. I got the gaskets to do the cams. Uh-huh. I just. I bought a new dial indicator too. I saw. That. I had a. I had a digital dial indicator, right, which is super precise to the thousand, to the thousands, tens, hundreds, thousands. It's a right. very precise yep. dial indicator. What this does is, it's got a little needle that sticks out of it, right. And when the needle gets compressed, it shows, it shows you, you how much it's moved the depth how much the the the, uh, the needle has moved on the dial indicator right and i just had trouble last time doing the cam timing
1: i so Explain to me why you need a dial indicator or you need any sort Because it has infinitely
0: variable cam timing. It's not just you bolt the cam gear on with a, like a woodruff key, and that's the cam timing. Right. Right, and then you just basically have a belt, and you just adjust the, like, move a tooth on the belt. Yeah, that's... This is infinitely variable. How? So, because there's... It's not
1: actually variable while it's running. No,
0: but it, it, there's, you have a gear. Uh Uh-huh. So, you have the cam, and it has a pin, a pinhole on it. Okay? Okay. So, the end of the cam has a pinhole right or for a dowel pin right and then the gear itself has a ton of little holes on it and it's offset ever so slightly that it will go in in certain spots so you have to you have to take the dowel pin out rotate the motor to the correct spot put the (laughs) dowel pin back in at the correct timing and it depends on your cam so depending on what your cam is where how aggressive or it's like an adjustable cam gear essentially but it's in 360 degrees adjustable you know what I'm saying? I do
1: know what you mean. Yeah. So it's it's
0: extremely to me extremely complex, and I had trouble wrapping my mind around it because I'm just watching this number on the dial indicator. So I bought an analog right uh, dial. So are you gauge. measuring
1: the lobes basically?
0: You actually put it. On, I believe you put it on top of the lifter like the top of the, the, the rocker arm, I believe. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Please don't anybody try to rebuild cams. and listen <laughs> to
1: me Well, they said on the Overcrisse podcast.
0: <laughs> I have to go through and I have to look and see because I honestly, I I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. It's been well, okay. seven years since I did any of this. So I've got a book. I got to go back and look at the book. Might have a friend come over and just How put long hand. is this going to take you? Technically, you should, well, here's what you have to do. To pull the tin off. Right. The tin is the basically the basket that the engine sits in it's air cooled so you want like a sealed compartment right and so there's this metal tin that goes around the outside that goes up against the rubber seals right. that seal off the engine compartment from the outside elements you have to take that off the front then you have to take the chain covers off mm, yep. then you have to take the cam caps off yes and then you have to un- loosen up all the rocker arms Ooh. you have to make them all super loose yep and then you can pull the cams straight out they just go whoop, and they pull out <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. And then you go and you put, and then the, you put it all back together. put just the new ones back just as easily. Just as easy. And you have to. uh Then you start to tighten everything down. You want everything tapped at center. It's kind of like this technical. Is your is I your ignition, Ferraris are similar to this too?
1: Are you gonna have to do anything with your ignition curve? Like, technically, I probably
0: should, but I'm not going to. Okay. Not right now. I'm just gonna hope that my carburetors just need a bigger jet, and that's all they need. Uh-huh. That's what I'm. Excuse me. That's what I'm really hoping for. So what
1: you're telling me is your car is not going to be on the road until October again this year. Isn't
0: that what you told me about my carburetors? The thing was literally running in a week.
1: Um, after we fixed something. What did we fix?
0: The uh, the the something we had to do. Yeah. The what the hell are they called? The the things were the chokes inside were wrong. What are those called? The venturis? The venturies were wrong. We had them backwards, remember? <laughs> or something like that?
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that because the flow for the air. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah
0: okay. I put the carburetors on, got yeah. the ignition hooked up, and the thing ran. Other than that, it, it ran, ran great. Yes. It, say it. Say it ran great and it didn't take any time. Say it because you were a disbeliever.
1: I mean, it I until we figured out that your venturi's were backwards.
0: That took 20
1: minutes. Mm, after we figured it out. Yeah, but that
0: was in like an afternoon. You were thinking this car will never run. It's going to be horrible. And I drove it all summer. And well, it was fantastic.
1: Second time's the charm. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> let, let's, let's hope that's too. All right, let's get into a little bit of news. So have you heard Ferraris getting into this hypercar series? Um, yeah, I have. And this
1: is the Le Mans series. The Le Mans.
0: It's replacing LMP1, which is the top oh, of Oh, I didn't the know line. that. Yeah, it's replacing LMP, LMP1, I believe. Uh, the hypercar is a new creation. I was I had figured out what is this class? Right. I, like, I don't I, understand what this is. Um, there's a bit there's prototype racing has been going on at Le Mans in the World Endurance Championship forever. Right. This is just kind of the latest evolution of it. Um, it's going to be the governing body of the 24 Hours of Le Mans, the ACO cars are supposed to bear some resemblance to road cars, which is like that's not from what I saw that's not going to happen.
1: Well, the hypercar class thinks I this makes me think they're supposed to be homologated. They're not. Oh, so they're not a homologation.
0: Cars are supposed to bear some resemblance to road cars and sport a combination of internal combustion engine driving their rear wheels and a Kurz hybrid system on the front axle. Hypercars are limited to 680 horsepower and are slightly larger and heavier than their LMP1 predecessors. So this is basically a modified
1: LMP1 class.
0: Correct. I thought it was going to be more exciting than that. Toyota and Glickenhaus will run hypercars in the upcoming World Endurance Championship season with Peugeot set to join in 2022 along with privateer team by Coles, and I'm not sure who they are. Not familiar. Yeah, so this is a successor of the LMP1 class from the 2021 season onwards. Uh, And Ferrari's going to be joining in 2023. But I wanted to do a little bit of a throwback. Some of my favorite... Uh, prototype cars of all time. First on my list is, and this is not in order, this is in chronological chronological order. I don't want anybody to go, well, the 917 was may, way more influential than, than the Ferrari P333. I don't need any of that. This is not in the order of how much I love these. This is just in more of a chronological sense. Okay. Right, first is the GT40, the Ford GT40. And-
1: Here's America's newest challenger in international championship racing, the Ford GT, and here's famous race driver Richie Ginther putting it through its paces. Oh yeah, baby! Give me some of
0: that!
1: that needs very special yeah i think that's and from a shell so, commercial
0: there's an old shell commercial oh, where that's they cool. pull up to a gas station they just start putting pump gas in yeah. it and i'm kind of like mm, yeah i don't know maybe if, just because it was leaded gas back then did you need serious race
1: fuel i don't know i wonder if leaded gas really helped with I that i have type no of idea thing. so two things about that do you know why this car sounds so good because it's a
0: 427 7 liter v8 yes, monster with with mfi and
1: Yes, but alone, even that wouldn't sound like that. What they did is instead of independent banks of headers on each side, they had crossover to help mitigate the uh, the pulses. Oh. So it's not a central collector of all eight, but like cylinder one went over and joined up with like eight through six and then vice versa on the other side. That's really cool. So if you look at it, there's like this weird crossover and that's why the headers are so long and look like all these twisted snakes back there. So it gave it a very distinct exhaust note. Also that is not a prototype car that is a GT car it was i would That cons- was a homologation car yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I just really wanted to play that clip. <laughs> All right. Fair uh, enough. Next on the list is the Matcher V12, Ooh. which uh, its goal, I forgot the goal of the Ford was destroy Ferrari. And right. The result was Ferrari would never win Le Mans again. Okay. Uh, the Matcher V12 was a three liter V12. Now this engine ended up in a what? bunch of different cars.
1: Okay. Do the math on this. I
0: know. It's like little bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> the Smallest little thing. Its goal was to get 150 horsepower per liter. Wow The result is basically just an eargasm Because it accomplished nothing And did almost nothing (laughs) Oh really? But this is my favorite sounding car of all time (laughs) (laughs) Look out Look look out Yeah
1: <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. All wow. right. Uh, How quickly does that thing rev? You can hear the throttle response well, Three on that liter thing. V12. You're right. So that's the whole point of it. It's just, wha Yeah. Wah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, third on the list is the Porsche 917. Of course. Um, with It had various flat 12 engines, some with over 1,000 horsepower. It aspirated
1: and turbocharged. Yeah,
0: the goal of this thing was complete dominance. And the result was it was kicked out of the FIA for complete dominance and killed <laughs> Can-Am for its complete dominance. Dominance. Yes.
1: I love it. It sounds cool, know. but not as good as the previous. Two. No, it
0: does not. All right. Next on the list is the Mazda 787. Yes. B is the 2.6 liter rotary engine. The goal of this thing was to prove the worth of the dying rotary engine. And the result was that the rotary engine died (laughs) anyway. But they did have a Cinderella story, and they did win at Le Mans. It was was a great story. We did a whole
1: story on this car.
0: And you could find millions of clips of this thing sounding absolutely bees knees everywhere. Not quite as good as the Matra. No, I agree. Still, that's just so unique. Next on the list is the Ferrari three thirty three, which basically did absolutely nothing. I can't picture this. Do I even know what this looks like? Just looks like a prototype car from the early nineties. Okay. That doesn't do it for me it's, at all. It's, it's kind of the typical Ferrari, like uh, Formula 1, high-revving Right, high I was going to say, it just V12, sounds like a Formula 1 car. But it's not. It's not a Formula 1 car. It was a prototype I mean, LMP that's cool. car, which it, it's, it's another great... To me, I think that thing sounds awesome. All right, next on the list is the BMW V12 LMR. This was a 4-liter V12. They didn't ever really state numbers, but they thought maybe it was around 580 or 600 okay. horsepower. I,
1: I think I can picture this, this one. It's
0: white, yep, and it has these kind of like these really unique headlights. You know a lot of the prototype cars have like these big glass or big right, plastic exactly. Lights? This has kind of like these projector lights on it. And, and it, it had has, the
1: little BMW roundels yes. like down in the nose, but very small.
0: Small, and it had like these black lines on it. It was kind of the uh, really unique looking yep, car. I can picture it. And this goal of the LMR, because there was a V12 LM, The year before, but it was embarrassing. They did really, really really bad. So the goal of this thing was to vindicate the embarrassment of the V12 LM. LM result? It won at Le Mans. And then BMW went on to kill it, embrace racing, and move into the 21st century, dominating motorsport and prototype racing, and making tons of amazing cars all the way till today.
1: Not. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <laughs> you know what they did nope, do with no. this hold on before you play the clip you know what they did do with this though they took this engine and put it in a bmw x5 yes. and made the x5 lm yes and that thing is that nuts. thing is awesome
0: it is absolutely incredible it's in new it's in new jersey actually that really that car. yeah yeah all right so next on the list and this is kind of there's a couple mm. things here this is kind of more modern we can kay. start to tell what's kind of going on here what we're getting at so this is the audi r10 tdi it's a 5.5 liter v12 turbo charged TDI, which was said to have weighed like five or six hundred pounds, yeah. it was, which is almost twice as much as a Judd V10. Did you ever watch these racing? Yeah. It's it's terribly boring. They Even were, with a larger than necessary restrictor plate, the car is rumored to have produced 700 horsepower. They were so quiet. Yeah. The, the goal was to prove TDI technology. The result was most people are now in jail <laughs> <hasn't anything> to, <laughs> to do with uh, this program. Gain. All right. Here you go.
1: Yep, that's what I remember. Your gearbox more than anything else.
0: Yeah. So the next on the list is uh, the Porsche 919 Hybrid, which is so unmemorable that I, other than breaking a bunch of track records, but I forgot to put the clip in. (laughs) That's uh, that's how good how it goes. So Ferrari is going to contest as well now, which will mark its return to top-flight global sports car racing.
1: So when you mean contest, so they're going to go back going into this hyper car series. They're, they're after it, which okay. is kind of cool. The last time
0: Ferrari challenged for the overall win at Le Mans was 1971 wow. with the 512M, which is an okay looking car. Ferrari's it's very last overall, Yes, it is. Ferrari's last overall Le Mans winner, the 250 LM, was driven to victory in 1965.
1: That is a beautiful car.
0: That is a long time ago. Yeah. That is a long time ago. It's ridiculous, 60 years, almost 60 years. Wow. You think about it, everybody's like, oh, Ferrari, the storied brand. Yeah. And they have just been getting their ass kicked forever. I'm going to guess that Ferrari is still probably reeling a little bit from the ass kicking that they got from Ford. The spanking (laughs) is still stinging just a little bit.
1: What exactly did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars and we make them in an ugly factory. He said our executives are sons of whores. About me. He called you fat, sir. They get it. <laughs> Go on. He said you're not Henry Ford. You're Henry Ford II.
0: So I'm. this all happened at this, this period of time. Everybody's seen Ford versus Ferrari. And if you haven't, what is wrong with you? What yeah. planet are Amazing you on? Amazing movie. So they got their ass kicked in the 60s, and they never yeah. came back. They never came back. They got smoked by Ford. Never, I guess I never realized never came that, yeah. back I mean, they came back, but they went home with their tail between their legs every single time. So I'm not sure what it is did about. Did they have any class wins, at least? Oh, I'm sure I'm sure they did other things. There's lots of racing over the years that's not the World Endurance Championship, right? Yeah. But in terms of, that's the Olympics, all right? You didn't Some win at the Olympics. Some would say
1: Formula One which they've been active in well
0: they've threw out they kicked ass at formula one i don't want to i guess that's in terms i do, i like i like endurance racing I do better too, than formula but one so i'm a little on. biased yes they did have there someone was probably just screaming at their radio there, yeah well, they exactly. formula One like a million times have you heard of michael schumacher hello right, exactly yes you're you're right yes
1: they did but have, it's like you know saying that you didn't you got beaten the super bowl so now you're just going to play baseball in
0: addition to the hypercar class, the 2023 24 Hours Le Mans will also see cars from the new Le Mans Daytona hybrid class. What a is cr- that? A creation by IMSA and the ACO. LMDH cars will have rear-wheel drive only and be built on Spec LMP two chassis. Balance of power will allow the LMH and LMD. DH cars to compete against each other. Okay, blah, blah, blah. In over 70 years of racing on tracks all over the world, Ferrari led our closest wheeled cars to victory by exploring cutting-edge technology solutions, innovations that arise from the track and make every road car produced at Mar- Marinello extraordinary. With the new Le Mans hypercar program, Ferrari once again asserts its sporting commitment and determination to, to a protagonist in the major global motorsports events. Okay. So I have secured, I just, I wanted to play all those other sounds and I right? wanted this is we have an insider okay It's a Ferrari uh in Maranello In Maranello and we have a clip so of what So this the, is going to
1: this is Ferrari's new hypercar This is
0: their new hypercar <laughs>
1: accurate! 100% accurate! Alright, speaking
0: of uh, glimmers of hope, which I really think that Ferrari getting into something like this is a glimmer of hope. They've been missing from that scene for a very long
1: well, time. Well, when everyone else is pulling out of motorsport, at least one person is yeah, throwing well, back if in.
0: If you think about it, ooh, Audi and Porsche are gone. Let's get in so we can finally oh, win true. again. <laughs> Although I, I'm sure we'll see uh, Audi and Porsche back again in this hypercar yeah. class at some point. Um, I don't know... Volkswagen's not doing any racing anymore. Who knows if there's money to be made from it? That's the only problem, right? You know, Ferrari's a little bit smaller. This stuff really matters to them. Audi's well, it's like it's what
1: their image is bi- bi- like built on. Completely. Yeah,
0: Volkswagen's like, well, we have this white steering wheel. Have you seen it? It's in the ID3. <laughs> All right. Speaking of glimmers of hope, we have good news out of Stuttgart. Okay, so we know the new GT3 is out, right? Oh, yes, yes. We have four way sport seats plus coming standard also 18way 18 what? way, <laughs> way sport seats and carbon fiber bucket seats uh-huh. they save 26 pounds and you will be able to adjust them in 18 different ways as you should. I'm just kidding. That That is true, but it's, it's That's ridiculous. That's not the but good news? The 911 GT3, as we know, comes standard with a seven-speed auto, but offers an optional right. six-speed. This is, speed is the
1: first time in its history that you can get it with either right. the TDK or the
0: manual. It's going to come with a six-speed manual. For the ultimate Porsche, you can race up the track and then comfortably drive home. Globally, here's what's interesting. Well,
1: I'm assuming you didn't write that.
0: No, I did not. I would, not <laughs> just, I would do neither of those things because I don't have...
1: Okay, what is the thing?
0: Globally, the take rate for the manual versions of the GT3 is 30%. Right. That's that is, why
1: they stopped putting the manual that is in there.
0: a lot. No, 30% is a lot. That is a huge number. It was down to like three, five, six percent before. Thirty percent is huge. And in the United States, uh-huh. it's 70%. Exactly. 70%. Yes. 70%. According Take to Porsche, that, the
1: rest of the world. <laughs>
0: that's considerably more than twenty to twenty-five percent of buyers who choose manual versions across the standard right nine eleven exactly. lineup. So I think it's phenomenal. Um, I'm assuming all these dudes want to die, just because. What, the, <laughs> what
1: does that mean? It's,
0: it's like a naturally aspirated five hundred and eighty horsepower or whatever. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh. What a monster! I would love to drive one of these things. I would love it. I would love to just now that I know it has a manual. I'm all of a sudden I'm interested.
1: You, I told you this last week, two weeks ago. I didn't hear
0: the manual part.
1: You didn't care to listen to anything two Here's weeks ago. Here's what I ago. would do. I would get in that also, car. Also, can I... Okay, we need to talk about this. You were okay. like, uh, the cup car is so ugly. It is ugly. It's hideous. This thing is also... Oh, it's not so as hideous, ugly. but Have also you ugly. seen what actual cup cars look like? GT3 spec I cup know cars that from I, other manufacturers. I know. They're this all, thing is so well finished to like a factory production spec compared I like, to anything no, else. I I
0: like the brutalism of, of GT race, the way the cars look. And they're kind of just like, look it looks like,
1: like you took a hacksaw, cut out the rear bumper and put a big like rain tray on the back of it. And that's your, like your diffuser. I like it. This is like that's, so well finished and integrated. I understand. And Porsche and has always done that. Like the factory car. It does. You're like, Oh, look you. at all these stupid vents. Look at the factory car. I don't. It's perfect. It, and lo- if you don't looks, like that either, look at a standard 911. Well, it looks like that too. I don't like I don't like any new of, cars. I well, I don't. But I do like the brutalist I'm just saying you were wrong. About what? For saying oh, it's so hideously ugly. That's, Look at all these You can't events. say I'm wrong. That's
0: subjective. You can't say I'm wrong. I just don't like the way that it looks. That's it's like saying finished. You don't like brunettes? What's wrong with you? I just don't or whatever. You know, you can't
1: You're, Your wife is a brunette, for the record. <laughs> so, I was just careful. speaking <laughs> I was just speaking theoretically.
0: I just don't like the way
1: that it looks. I think it's too Prissy. You know what this is? It's your trichomonifonia coming out. No. With the
0: fear yeah, of holes. The ah, of the- there's so many holes! <laughs> anyway, kudos to the Americans for not being a bunch of pussies and buying right. manual transmissions.
1: So, Chris... I have another story here about Americans.
0: All right, let's hear. It. You know, I so love it. So
1: the idea of an American Formula One team. Speaking of Formula One, has kind of been the dream of race fans and the organizing body themselves for decades. Yeah, it Haas always racing. used to be the you know the European game, right? right? Haas Formula racing One. Is
0: where they're in it. They're they're doing pretty Haas well. they
1: racing. The- yeah, 2016 is when Gene Haas of Haas Machining entered his own team. So what's better than being able to cheer for your home country's own team in a sport you like? It's it's like this patriotic Formula yeah. One. Team Absolutely. Until now. What? Today, the team unveiled its new car featuring a red, white, and blue livery. Sounds great. Of Put the your Russian your- flag. What You see the team's latest driver, Nikita Mazepin, is a Russian who joined the team just this year. That doesn't matter. We have lots of
0: different nationalities no. race, racing for lots and of And I will teams. tell you what
1: else is going on. But first, let me tell you about Nikita. He is, to put it bluntly, a total tool, Chris. Uh, he has a reputation of assaulting rival drivers in junior whoa. series that he raced for and was proud enough to post a video of himself groping women in Dubai.
0: Okay, is this guy related to Andrew Como? <laughs> yeah, he's just an asshole.
1: However, none of that matters when your billionaire father, Dmitry Mazepin, decides to become the chief sponsor for the Haas racing team. This is
0: like some sort of parallel of the entire political <laughs> <laughs> landscape. It is. God.
1: As such, the quote, American team is now rebranded as Yurakai Haas.
0: No. Yes. No. It's no
1: longer Haas racing. It's Kylie Haas. Very no. Russian Haas. To make no. all of this even worse, there is an added layer of controversy to all this. Russian national imagery is actually banned from international sports due to a major doping scandal, making the 2021 F1 car with the Russian flag on it illegal in Russia. <sighs> the guy is an asshole. The American team is no longer American, and I, it's a Russian flag on the car.
0: That is Seriously, one thing off the shelf of why I would watch, Formula One.
1: Well, they don't sound good.
0: I know that. And that's, we should play a sound of that. (laughs) (laughs) That is really disappointing. I was super into a, because if you want, if you want it to grow in America, you need an American team. Right. Every, look at when you have these places that you go to their home track, they're going into Australia or Italy or whatever. Oh, everybody's there. Their home team. That's what we need. Right. But no. No, well, we just we just can't. It's gone. Bye. See you later. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of Russians, speaking of Russians, I found this story pretty interesting. Uh, a group of Russian diplomats and their family members were compelled to take an unconventional and grueling home journey home from North Korea, Okay. pushing a trolley handcar laden with heaps of luggage and children across a wild terrain amid strict coronavirus restrictions in Pyongyang. Well, okay. Quote. In the beginning, uh, they traveled 32 hours by train, which is infamously slow. Okay. Then two more hours by bus to the border. And finally, the toughest section of the route, a hike to the Russian side. They made a hand car in advance, placed <laughs> it on a track, and loaded it with their luggage. Helped the children on board, and off they went. Wait, now There's a video of this. I'll post it in the show notes. Watch it. It is, it is these people pushing a, a little flat train car like several miles they had to push this thing to get out of the country
1: so they were in they were diplomats with their family in in north korea in north korea and then to get out north korea's like well
0: we don't want screw you like we're not, not gonna help you this is the ultimate social distancing
1: yeah <laughs> here get out get this thing.
0: <laughs> push your way bye we surprisingly just didn't shoot him there inside. yeah you might yeah, as well, well just the visuals that could easily be confused for a scene from history show the trolley laden <laughs> with heaps of luggage and children one of them is young as three years old oh no as secretary Vladislav Sorokin and his wife pushed the train on the tracks beside a wintry landscape <laughs> <laughs> Many diplomats and aid workers were stranded in North Korea amid strict border restrictions. Several have chosen to leave the country, as media reports suggest, a shortage of food and a lack of free medical infrastructure. I would just like to note that the healthcare system in North Korea is free. You can get whatever you need for nothing. <laughs> there you go. And then they'll just uh, send you on your way to push a train car with your kids on it several miles to get out of the damn country. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. I, okay. Oh, no. I just clicked the link of this next story. Okay. With production limited to 40 examples, Uh the $5.8 million Bugatti (laughs) Devo should stand out at any Cars and Coffee event. That's the way we start this article. This car is going to stand out at Cars and Coffee. You're going to have at least 25 13-year-old boys borrowing their mom's phone to take pictures for their TikTok of your Devo. Honestly, I don't
1: think even the 13-year-old boys will find this attractive. There's nothing redeeming. Bugatti was approached by
0: a customer shortly after the wait. Uh, I took this thing took uh, two years to develop. By the way, um, <laughs> this uh, <laughs> for all the stickers. But that wasn't special enough for one customer who commissioned a customized devote dubbed Ladybug.
1: Oh, this get is, it, Chris? It's a Bugatti. It's a bug. The ladybug. Now, I, get this, it?
0: No. Why? Are we doing this with something so legendary, with a legendary company? Why are we doing
1: this? They, the was If they by- had any class, they would refuse.
0: They would refuse. Absolutely. They would just say, no, we don't do that.
1: No, not this company.
0: They should have said no. Show notes, check it out, it's hideous. hideous. The guy was approached by the customer shortly
1: after the Devo's
0: August 2018 reveal with a request for a color-contrasting geometric pattern. Okay, so
1: does the Devo look like this with all the stupid vents and everything and the angular shapes? Yes, the shape of
0: the car is probably the same. It actually looks ugly. Just it's not shape. a great looking car. Even in like silver, it looks hideous. The automaker's design department then got to work,
1: they, <laughs> creating not only the pattern, but custom colors. Do you know colors. what they did? They went to Pep Boys, and they got the vinyl row, and they just all bought paint. one it's of all everything. Paint. It's all paint. Then why am I seeing... They got custom
0: colors, specifically customer special red, which should have read special customer Red, in my opinion. Yeah. The design features painted diamonds, which were surprisingly complicated to execute while designing the livery took a few months. Getting it right took one and a wow. half years. This is the dumbest thing. Bugatti has declared that the Devo is made for corners. Okay. It made the Chiron's eight point love. Is that why of, it
1: weighs like five tons?
0: Yeah. It's, what are we doing? Just say no. Yeah. Say no. If someone was like, Chris, I want you to come take photos of my car. Okay. And and it, but if the car was like totally out of my taste range... I would say no. What if he paid you a lot of money? You would have to pay me so much money. And if I was Bugatti, which is owned by Volkswagen, money shouldn't really matter because the reputation of what it represents is so much more. Well,
1: then they had diesel engines. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so Chris Volvo has just unveiled the C40 Recharge, which is the company's second electric vehicle. Great. Woo!
0: It sounds like C40 Recharge sounds like the next refrigerant after R13 or R12 or whatever Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, it's like the new Freon. Uh, With the unveiling came news of their ambitious plan to move to 100% electric vehicle sales by 2030. This should come as no surprise to anyone because every manufacturer is moving over in the next decade. However, Volso also... (laughs) Volvo also <laughs> announced the, quote, simplification of customization to help sales move online and customer-led rather than dependent on dealerships. In other words, sales of electric cars will be online only. What did I say the other day? Well, you made a point that this country has way too many car dealerships.
0: There's Way too many car dealerships. You're not going to need them. You don't need all of this complicated delivery. All you need is financing and bring me the car right That's which it. you can do online and w- w- of which you will be bringing back for tires and brake pads
1: yeah but not even as frequently tires sure but why are you taking your car to the dealership for tires anyways
0: people do this tires I are know. actually pretty competitive at the dealer. Are you they get decent? Yeah, you can get okay. decent cuz they they want your car fine. in there. They want the car in there on the hoist so they to can say oh, So oh, "Oh, your rear main seal is leaking." Yeah. Well, guess what doesn't Not leak gonna... on a C40 recharge?
1: Yeah. No Nothing. rear main yeah. seal. Yeah, but even brakes because of regen charging. You
0: don't even need them anymore. Like <laughs>
1: <Yeah, laughs> it's crazy. Long long time before you need anything. And on like I these said, cars. The, the the
0: stanchion of every dealership is financing and service, Yep. and half of it's gone. We probably have probably 75 to 80% too many dealerships. There doesn't need to be four Volvo dealerships in the twin cities.
1: I know. It's pretty ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, for how frequently you need to go there. Volvo they're also gonna, It's going to be
0: like balls. You're just going to see empty car dealerships all over the place. What are you yeah. going to do with the land? What are you going to do with these buildings? First they're going to First they're going to go out of business. Yep. They're going to declare bankruptcy. Okay. The property, whoever, the property manager, whoever owns it. It's going to
1: take down the rest of the neighborhood.
0: It's probably, well, yes, but I'm just saying it's going to sit empty for a while. Okay. And then they're going to set it to auction. Yeah. Nobody's going to bid on it. Okay. And they're going to tear it down. Okay. And then it's going to be a bare plot of land. Okay. And then it's going to just start as something new. It's just going to slowly have this entropic effect around. It. It's just, they're useless. The buildings are not useful for anything else. True. they really aren't. What are you going to do? You got a big service bay with I know, 20 bays. take it. Yeah,
1: let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Volvo also apparently thinks the company needs to get rid of wagons.
0: Chris. Ooh, I just saw one of the brand new Volvo wagons the other day. Great looking. Cars. I like wagons. Great we were just car.
1: talking about the Porsche Taycan Cross whatever track thing. Turismo it's not Cross track, but yeah, we like <laughs> wagons. Uh Volvo CEO Hakan How, What is Hakan. the A Hakan with Samuelson. What's the, what's the Hakan, a Hakan Samuelson? Hakan Samuelson
0: also the champion of the world's strongest man championship. Wait, what? Whenever I see Samuelson or Akon, oh, yeah, exactly. I think of the guys with the huge, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, b- yeah,
1: they're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, CEO said that buyers can expect high-riding vehicles with a high-seating position. Quote, traditionally, we've had sedans, wagons, and SUVs. Now, we sell our own 75% SUVs, which means we need more SUVs. We now have the C40 Recharge, and we're planning on smaller SUVs below the 40 series, which is all quite lame. Yeah, super lame.
0: Shame on you, Volvo. I mean, they've always had great wagons. Yeah, Always. What a pity. All right, so the dumbest thing in the world is
1: happening. Okay.
0: Have you heard of Extreme E?
1: Only because I looked at the story last
0: <laughs> week. Uh, no, otherwise I would not. We bring, uh, this is their thing. We bring electric racing to some of the most remote corners of the planet to highlight the climate change challenges faced by different ecosystems. Okay, okay. we showcasing the performance of all electric SUVs in extreme conditions.
1: Okay, so you're laughing, but... As a marketing guy, from a marketing perspective, I get it. You're like, what better way to like show enthusiasts that electric cars are cool than to bring them to the most remote, cool locations? We'll sure. do like off-road safari races with these electric cars. It's gonna be awesome. It is a five race
0: global voyage spanning four continents. Where did I wrote where it goes? It is. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, Saudi Arabia, Senegal, Greenland, Brazil, and Ushuaia, which is the bottom of, of South America. Um, but in order to do this, uh-huh. they're going to load all of their stuff on a ship, all of it. <laughs> right. And they're going to drive the ship around the world.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm seeing a
0: problem here. What Chris. is going on? I'm seeing a problem. The ship is carrying an entire electric rally racing series, and it'll be sailing the globe for a year. Oh the man! The ship will lower extreme ease carbon footprint by carrying the entire team and series personnel, cars, gear, and will not return until the home home until the season is over. So are they Yeah, because they can't get there in time. <laughs> Stuff so, so slow. It's gonna like burning you. so much bunker food. This flu- season is gonna be like two years. <laughs> Imagine being stuck. There's no way. There's no way that you would convince me as a crew member that I have to ride this tanker from Saudi Arabia to Senegal to Ushuaia.
1: No way. Yeah, I'm, going, it's, I'm uh, sure it's a different crew once they get to port.
0: You know, you can take... I, I'm getting... As soon as the race is over, I'm going to uh, Expedia.com and I'm buying a plane <laughs> ticket. There's no possible way. No. There's no way they're getting the entire crew. I mean, if they are, kudos to whatever. Oh, because
1: they're saying the race crew is going with.
0: Yes, listen. The ship is carrying the entire series. It's the series personnel, oh, cars, no. gear, and it will not return home until the season yeah, is no over. way.
1: That personnel is sitting on a ship in the middle of the Pacific.
0: Extreme East revolutionary battery electric, 400 kilowatt, 550 horsepower, 1650 kilo, 2.3 meter wide. Odyssey 21 ESUV is bespoke from the ground up. I hate Wait, the word bespoke.
1: Is it? a a Honda Odyssey?
0: No, no. Oh, they're it's, just it's calling not. it the Odyssey. Yeah. It okay. Well, remember how I thought maybe the had batteries are Odyssey. This is a
1: good marketing idea.
0: It that is they just lost. They're me. capable of firing from zero to sixty-two <laughs> miles per hour in four point five seconds at gradients of up to one hundred and thirty percent. It's unlike anything else out there. What's firing?
1: Excuse me. Well, maybe they're like on a rail gun. This you know, like, like electronic was, rail guns. Yeah. You go
0: into the vending machine and you look at the vending machine. You look at all the things in there. Yeah. yeah. And whichever one says extremely delicious, you don't buy that one because it does. It is not delicious. And. Any <laughs> Anyway, there's nothing firing on this thing. Uh, hopefully, the only person fired is the person that came up with this series. Yeah. And you will never guess who that is. Wait, who? Lewis, racing sucks because it's bad for the earth. Please invite me to your chic cocktail party, Hamilton.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Lewis Hamilton's thing. Oh. Remember how ashamed he was of himself?
1: Yeah, he's oh. like, oh, I don't drive cars anymore. Because cars are evil. You got to click the
0: show notes. There's a picture of the ship. It's like some shitty freaking boat. it's like some just some ship well it's a container ship i'm assuming it's just a container ship
1: oh it's not even big container ship
0: no it's just and they just
1: spray painted extreme e on it like literally it looks like they
0: just spray painted it on the side of the hall This is what happens when someone has too much bloody money and a guilty conscience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nicholas Cage. (laughs) Okay. Too much bloody (laughs) money. Uh, Chris, do you remember a few months back? Actually, it was probably a few years. Two Rogers don't make a right. (laughs) <laughs> I would be the less pretentious person in the corner store with the Ferrari. All right. Do <laughs> you remember? Ma-
0: you'd be a connoisseur. <laughs> God, such a great scene. It's
1: so dumb. <laughs> Who was the guy that played the salesman? I don't know. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, it's all coming back. Okay. Next story. Do you remember a few months back we talked about the plow trucks in Ireland that had all the cute names? Yeah, it was great. Well, Minnesota is the latest state to hop on the trend after it launched a contest for a total of 50 submissions. No, it's not. Whoa, how many are there? What's going on? What? I don't know. I'm typed wrong. Just
0: t- just tell me the names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: are we as good as the, as the Irish? We are all so much know.
1: better than the Irish. Okay, I'll just keep going. So yeah, there were a total of 50 submissions that were selected and listed on the website where the choices received over 122,000 votes. And so, without further ado, may I introduce to you Minnesota's eight. Latest plow trucks.
0: Sometimes, judging by the roads, I'm thinking we only have eight plow trucks.
1: <laughs> True. Uh, we have Plowy McPlowface, <laughs> of course, which was a take on the infamous Bodie face from years Bodie? ago. You What's- don't know what Bodie face is? No. There was this international online campaign to name like Greenpeace's new boat or something. <laughs> And it like it was very serious. Everyone took it really serious, and everyone voted Bodie McBoatface <laughs> instead of like the SS, you know, environmental and stuff like that. Jakey face. Yeah, exa- you've never heard of this. No. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, but moving right along, and remember, this is Minnesota, folks. We have Duck Duck Orange Truck. Now you need to explain that. What is duck, duck,
0: orange, duck? Why is it that? It's not an orange duck. Duck, duck, orange truck. I'm sorry. Why isn't it duck, duck? Okay. Well, it is or- it's an orange truck. I get it. Okay. Right. Why? Wow. Do we really need I'm to explain? I'm not from here. Okay? <laughs> this is stupid.
1: How long have
0: you lived here? I don't know. Yeah. Almost 20 years. But yeah. I'm not- Zero so we- excuse. Everybody okay. that's listening has played duck, 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 duck goose. Who? Right. Because that's what it's called, is Duck, Duck, Goose. You get all the kids in a little circle. Duck, and Duck, Duck, Goose. And, you touch and then, and and then, then you run around, run around circles, and you got to
1: get to their spot before they do. And then they're out. But, but Minnesota is, here, is stupid. We call it Duck, Duck, Gray Duck. What
0: the hell is a gray duck, it make, Well, the gray duck is the one that stands out. Okay,
1: anyways, yeah, so it's, for whatever reason, the kids all play Duck, Duck, Gray, Duck, and so that's a joke, because it's everywhere stupid. else it's yeah. Duck, Duck, Goose, so Duck, Duck, Orange Truck is cute. Yeah. Uh, Plow Bunyan is <laughs> like the next it. one, which, of course, is Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. They should have had Babe the Blue Truck or something, that would have been well, great. Well, that's because they're orange, so yeah. no, maybe not. Uh, Snoopy One Kenobi. That's pretty good. Yeah, F. Salt Fitzgerald. I like that one. Like that's, F.
0: Scott Fitzgerald. I like the sound. Like, what's the song? No, the, the, the Fitzgerald ship. Do you that...
1: not know Fitzgerald was born in St. Paul? But what's the ship? Yes, but what's yeah, the but ship? Yeah, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's Yeah, after the author. In Duluth. It sank. Right.
0: We're going to have to play the, the song. Play the it's song side. at the end. Yeah. Yes, Yeah, exactly. we'll play the song at the end. Okay. But that's what I was thinking of as the ship, because the ship the is the more The ship fam-
1: named after the author from St. Paul?
0: I don't know why I thought of the ship first.
1: Jesus. <laughs> uh, Darth Blader. Yeah, okay. That's all right. Uh, the truck formerly known as plow <laughs> <laughs> reference to Pris. And my absolute favorite I save to the last, oh, just gonna plow right past ya. <laughs> That's
0: the name of it. One of the most dangerous things of of you can do in winter driving is pass the plow truck. You ever feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass the plow truck. Here we go. Here we yeah, go. Here we go. Yeah. And you just got kind of to floor it and get by because yeah. this plow is always sticking a little bit into your lane. Oh, never good. <laughs> All right. What else do we got here?
1: So, Chris, the Avanti West Coast train is a 125 mile as per As soon as hour. you said
0: Avanti, I thought of the car, the really ugly car, the Avanti. Yeah.
1: That, that means nothing.
0: No, you don't know what an Avanti is? I don't know. Oh. Who makes it? Look it up quick. Just type in Avanti. What do you think? Oh,
1: it's from uh, the 1960s. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's uh, and it's hideous.
1: Yeah, it looks like it should be an Amficaar, but it's not an (laughs) Amficaar for some reason. All right, but we're not talking about that. No, we're not. The Avanti West Coast train is a 125 mile per hour high high speed commuter train, and the
0: Avanti car is not 125 miles per hour ever. Ever? No. (laughs) Maybe if
1: you drove it off a cliff or attached it to this train. This train operates out of Easton Station in London and on Tuesday, the train was delayed more than two hours due to a lazy cat. <laughs> the train was taken out of service and replaced with another so the passengers could continue on with only a slight delay. However, the train was apparently rendered inoperable since, you know, a cat was sleeping on the top Why of it. Why didn't they just go up there and get the cat? I do not know, Chris. Can you just
0: put That's a ladder the That's on the only
1: reason I'm talking about the story because it's asinine.
0: I thought that the, when I put this... In the article yep. for show notes, I thought that the cat was on the train when it was going 125 miles No, that would have
1: been much cooler. Well, come on. They, story start, they start the day, they, the workers are like, hey, hey, look at that, James. There's a tra- there's a cat in the train. And then <laughs> James is like, well, we can't let the train go so because all all a cat. So kinds of
0: people didn't get to work because the stupid cat was sleeping on the train. Correct. This and was then they way- waited
1: two and a half hours for the Cat to get down on its own accord, and the cat was seen, quote, swaggering off, according to station staff. Fucking James over there, quote, "We often have to deal with birds inside the station, but in all my time here, this is the first train surfing cat." So he surfed. He was on the train while it was moving. I swear to God, he was on the
0: train while it was moving at one hundred and twenty-five. Find it.
1: Hour. No, he just was there I, and on the s- train yes. while it
0: was moving. That's, no, that's the no, only we way way moving. This
1: no, no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> So I are- need to confirm this now. Well, we looked it up. I think the, tr- the cat was on the train. You don't they think the don't cat was on the train. They
1: say that the cat survived the train at 125 well, miles an hour. Well, it's not a very
0: interesting story without
1: that. It's I know, just a cat on not. a train. I know, but there's photos. So, <laughs> of course, it made the internet because it's a photo of a cat.
0: All right. A Lamborghini of chariots has been discovered in Pompeii.
1: What does that mean? I've been to Pompeii.
0: I have too. I've not
1: seen this Lamborghini.
0: I did not either. Uh, First of all, I have to ask why a Lamborghini? Wouldn't you think it would be a Ferrari or something? Lamborghini A is, well, I guess it makes sense. Lamborghini's dead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lamborghini isn't dead. it
0: truly is. I mean, it got bought by the Germans and it's something.
1: That was like in 98, Chris. So what?
0: Is it too soon just to make the comparison that Lamborghini is dead? And no, so is I'm everybody saying they've still
1: been around for like, yeah, but like 30 when you think years. That,
0: I don't know. That's like, going, like getting hit in the head, uh-huh. going to a coma, waking up, not remembering who you are, but you still kind of hang out with a different family and you look kind of similar. That's what Lamborghini is to me right now. It's not the same.
1: How is it not the same? They've always been the wedge cars. They got the big engines in the back. Yeah, but you look Except the same. For the Urus. You look. Oh, the, you can't. The Urus
0: is not. You a look the same, but you don't act the same.
1: How is it different? It went from this boisterous,
0: loud, just in-your-face car. Yeah, we had like the Diablo and the Countach and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and then it, then they came out with the Gallardo and they got rid of, and it just became this just totally sane car.
1: I do not think you can call the Gallardo a saint.
0: Compared card. to a Diablo VT, are
1: you kidding me? Yeah, well the Gallardo was their first like smaller entry level.
0: Yeah, star. like you came out of the coma and you're like, "Who am I?" "Oh, I guess that's me. I'll try to be as much like myself as I can." And they came out with that. It was super lame. The Merci Lago, I was going to say Mercy better. Lago is Aventador, what you compare to. They started to get a little bit better, no, but it's the Gallardo
1: still- was always just the smaller version of the Merci Lago.
0: Yeah. No. What?
1: what do you mean, nah? So, that's
0: there's always been two models. Are you so you're telling me Lamborghini and Volkswagen is just as boisterous and every bit as Lamborghini well, not
1: Volkswagen?
0: It, it's it is a Volkswagen. It's an Audi. That's what it is. Yeah, and you're trying to tell me that that is ju- it has exactly the same spirit as it did when the Countach was out and chicks with pink pump heels and dudes with hair and mascara were getting out of the thing with cocaine
1: spilling all over their lap. I would same? say to the average person, no one thinks they're any different than they used to be.
0: What, this, what are we doing? This isn't a podcast for the average person. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, average person listening to the Overcrest podcast for the last 55 okay,
1: minutes. But if that, you've made it this far, <laughs> come on, man. Everybody right. listening is thinking the same I, thing. Okay, but I no, no, they aren't. Because yes. take it in perspective. Look at every single car compared to its 1960s counterpart. This isn't the 60s. I'm talking about the 80s and 90s. Okay, then the 80s, too. Look at a Porsche 930 from the 80s. Well, it looks exactly and the same. That is yes, what so does a Lamborghini looks exactly the same. No, it's it doesn't wedge. look the same. It's a wedge. They're always the wedge. No, but but it isn't a wedge. Oh, it with doesn't like have pop-up head. Nine thousand other
0: facets as well. It just isn't it doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't
1: a Mercy had um non uh what do you call it when it's the same <laughs> on each side? <laughs> Why am I doing this? What am I doing over here? Jesus. Symmetrical. <laughs> yes, it had an unsymmetrical intake. Okay, so they, they found that a, so less for the Lamborghini
0: in Pompeii. They called it an exceptional discovery. Researchers at Pompeii have announced the uncovering (laughs) of an intact ceremonial chariot from a villa near the famous Italian archaeological site. The chariot is preserved in remarkable detail, officials say with four (laughs) Iron wheels, metal armrests and backrest, and a seat perched atop that could sit oh, one so it's or maybe luxurious. two people. This is not a Lamborghini at all. Exactly. Notably, the chariot is adorned with metal medallions depicting satyrs, nymphs, and Cupids, suggesting the possibility that it may have been used in a marriage ceremony. Yes.
1: You know what this sounds like is a Rolls Royce yes. because it has the roof with yeah. little stars in Lamborghini, it. Lamborghini, the
0: vehicle of marriage ceremonies. <laughs>
1: Well, I your was story, your said story is Keller, just as dumb as my previous story.
0: Professor at the University of Massachusetts who has never driven a car. Many of the vehicles I'd written about before are your standard wagon or vehicle by like taking the kids to soccer. Uh-huh. This is a Lamborghini. This uh-huh. is an outright fancy, fancy car.
1: An outright fancy, fancy car, Chris. There you have it. That's it. See, that's I told that's you. All we got. Lamborghinis are fancy. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so are you excited for Monday? I am so Monday. We have our next episode.
0: We're we're cap. We're ready to cap it off. The, the well, locations. this isn't the last one though. No, but this is the last plane. You're right. It's the last plane. This You're is right. The, we're we're on the home stretch here, and we've saved the best for last.
1: I think. Do you think so? I, you I, are hundred percent wrong, sir.
0: Y- okay, well, we'll leave it up to everybody else to decide. I just actually I don't know. We it's really started hard. It could with be the blackbird. A, uh, yeah, that's pretty. What special. are you talking about? In terms of historical significance. The,
1: the ne- F-117 is a new Lamborghini. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's no killer.
0: No, 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 no. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a nice day. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down At the big lake they call Kichigumi The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November
0: turn gloomy. With a load of
1: iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early.